Welcome to Minnesota Matters. I'm Scott Peterson, and I'm joined by MNN's Bill Werner, Tasha Radel, and Mike Grimm. We're going to delve into what's going on in the North Star State. If it matters in Minnesota, we've got it covered. This week, Sweet Martha celebrates 40 years at the Minnesota State Fair. U of M women's basketball coach Lindsey Whalen welcomes students to campus. And a little girl from Princeton receives a pretty special letter from Santa in July. But first... Veterans and their advocates from all over the nation converged on Minnesota this week as the American Legion held its 100th National Convention in Minneapolis, the same city where its first convention was called a century ago. MNN's Bill Werner has a recap. Scott, a number of top dignitaries addressed the convention, and here are excerpts from the remarks of a few of the most notable. Former U.S. Senator Elizabeth Dole highlighted veteran caregivers, telling American Legion members 5.5 million Americans care for wounded service members or veterans, an estimated $14 billion a year in services as an unpaid workforce. On top of everything else, caregivers usually assume responsibility for the household, paying the bills, handling legal and financial challenges, and raising children. Caring for a wounded veteran is complicated and all-consuming, And ladies and gentlemen, it takes an enormous toll. Caregivers experience elevated rates of isolation, depression, physical ailments, family strain, and financial and legal troubles. The veteran caregiver crisis is a societal issue that requires a national response. That's why the Elizabeth Dole Foundation has built a national coalition of more than 300 organizations, including the American Legion and the Auxiliary, to introduce new services and programs that empower, strengthen, and honor our veteran caregivers. Together with our partners, we've made tremendous progress, but there's much more work to be done. Each of you in your posts can do your part to assist the veteran caregivers in your community through our Hidden Heroes Cities. This program challenges leaders of cities, large and small, to proactively find and connect with local military and veteran caregivers. This is critical because many caregivers go about their work in isolation. At the same time, we count on these cities to survey and publicize local services and resources that can help caregivers manage their many responsibilities. You can learn if your city is a Hidden hero city by visiting our state-of-the-art website, hiddenheroes.org. That's former Senator Elizabeth Dole. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry welcomed American Legion members back to the City of Lakes and talked about one of the problems that plagues some veterans after their tour of duty. Earlier this year, Minneapolis accepted the challenge to end veterans' homelessness. No veteran who has served our nation proudly should be without a home. Housing is a right. And that right should not be deprived to those who have bravely served. We can and will end veterans' homelessness here in Minneapolis, and we must end veterans' homelessness in our country at large. Housing is a right, especially those who have served. That's Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry. And capping the 2018 American Legion National Convention on its final day. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my high honor to introduce the Vice President of the United States, the Honorable Mike Pence. You have an ally 
and a champion in President Donald Trump. Just as you fought for our freedom, we will always fight for you. In this White House, under this president's leadership, we know that better veterans' benefits are not entitlements. Veterans' benefits are simply the earned compensation for men and women who served in the uniform of the United States. Over the past year, the VA has actually awarded more than $55 million in retroactive benefits to America's veterans. And we're currently on pace to process the most appeals cases in a single year in American history. And I promise you, this VA, this administration will not rest until we end the backlog at the VA once and for all. <laughs> President Trump also signed the VA Accountability and Whistleblower Protection Act with the strong support of the American Legion, ensuring that our veterans receive the highest levels of service across the entire VA system. I'm pleased to report today under our administration just a year and a half in, with the new strength found in that legislation, we've already fired, suspended, or demoted more than 3,200 VA employees for negligent behavior. They're gone. The vice president's visit to Minnesota came after the American Legion took issue with the Trump administration's initial response to the death of Senator John McCain. The White House flag was lowered to half-staff only briefly, accompanied by a terse statement. The president relented after leaders of the American Legion urged him to, quote, make an appropriate presidential proclamation, noting Senator McCain's death and legacy of service to our nation, and they asked to have the flags at half-staff until McCain is laid to rest. Vice President Pence did not directly address that controversy in his speech to the American Legion Convention, but said of the late Senator McCain, he came from a long line of service in uniform. He served in the Vietnam War, spent five and a half years as a prisoner of war, and he did not yield. After he made it home, he took on a new kind of service in the halls of our nation's capital. And in the Congress of the United States, he would become one of the most unwavering advocates of our armed forces to ever serve. We remember this man in Arizona today tomorrow and the day after in our nation's capital before he is laid to rest at the United States Naval Academy. But I can assure you, America will always remember and honor the lifetime of service of United States Senator John McCain. Scott. Thank you, Bill. More Minnesota Matters after this. Don't you wish that getting your child to eat right, move more, and spend less time in front of a screen could be as easy as pushing a button? It might not be that simple, but you do have more power than you know. And you can maximize that power with proven strategies, tips, and tools from the National Institutes of Health's We Can, or Ways to Enhance Children's Activity and Nutrition program. 
We Can offers all kinds of resources, including fun recipes and activities the family can do together to show you the way to live a healthier lifestyle. We're not saying it's easy. We are saying that it can be done. Take the first step today. Call 1-866-359-3226 for a free We Can Parents Handbook. And be sure to visit the We Can website at wecan.nhlbi.nih.gov for free information, too. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. I'm Scott Peterson. As another year of the great Minnesota get-together goes in the record books, I was thrilled to chat with Martha Rossini Olson, better known as Sweet Martha. Before we get to that conversation, in the interest of full disclosure, I need to put out there right up front, Sweet Martha's cookies are very high on my list of favorite fair foods. And I'm not alone. In fact, this year marks the 40th year Martha's cookies have been served at the fair. I asked Martha what she's learned in that time. I know that uh, I think the, the one thing I just think of the most is just all the people and all the people that have worked for us that have enabled us to continue this 40 years. We've uh, started very small and just kept reinvesting our money into our cookie booth and then with family and friends helping us along the way with fantastic work. And now here we are. We just built a third stand up on the north end, and we're just thrilled to be celebrating our 40th year. Do you have any plans of uh, expanding even more in the future, or do you think that three is going to be the limit? Oh, I'm sure three will be the limit at the fair, but we do have some exciting news because we've had our frozen dough in the grocery stores, oh, I suppose it's been about 12 to 15 years, and um, we just this year went national with our frozen dough. Martha, you mentioned that you've been at the State Fair for 40 years, and I've, I'm sure that your cookies have, have only grown in popularity over that time, but I'm wondering, has there, have there been any significant changes to the recipe or to the cookies themselves over that time? Actually, we've tweaked it a little here and there, but for the most part, it is the same cookie that we started out with. I guess that's the way to go when people like it to begin with, right? That's right. That's right. Yes. So is there anything as far as day-to-day operations during the run of the fair? I mean, are, are you in there baking cookies or serving cookies, or is that not something that you uh, need to do anymore? Well, I am, I am here all, you know, basically uh, at least 12 hours a day, if not longer, every day of the fair. And I definitely am, the, you know, in the day-to-day operations. I um, have a very capable staff that helps me with all the running and, of course, my partners. Actually, my my uh, partner, Brenda O'Leary, and myself, we take the day crew, and then our husbands, Neil and Gary, they come in at night and run the night crew. So we definitely are hands-on. Clearly, with the cookie recipe, you've, you've struck upon something that's very popular with folks, but I'm wondering, in your off time when you're not at the fair, do you, do you enjoy baking? Is that something that you do as a hobby uh, outside of the fair? Well, at this point, it seems I've been so busy, I haven't been able to bake as much as I did when I was much younger. 
but I, I guess some of my favorite things to do is um, read. It sometimes seems lately it doesn't even have, I don't even have time to read a book. So when I get that moment, I certainly enjoy it. And other than being at your own uh, cookie stand, where's your favorite place to be in the fair each year? Does it change, or do you have your spots like the rest of us do? Well, we I sure do have our spots, you know, like so many things, you know. Love those Prano Pups and the Fresh French Fries, and love Mancini's and uh, the Peg. We go have lunch at the Peg, and... Just enjoy so many of the new products that we have here at the fair. I'm curious, do you feel in any way competitive with other uh, booths at the fair, particularly those that serve, you know, more dessert kind of treats? Not really, because I think we all sort of have our little niche. In fact, another when I mean, I've loved this product since I was a little girl, and that, that is the Tom Thumb Donut, and still love those. You know, that's a great breakfast treat for me. Well, I certainly wish you uh, 40 more years of success at the fair. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. I appreciate your time, as always. I enjoy chatting with you each year, and uh, more continued success. Anything you wanted to add for our listeners before we say goodbye? Well, just uh, hope that you get out to the fair and just enjoy. Besides the food, there are so many other things to see here, so... Enjoy those uh, wonderful other uh, buildings and sites where you can learn so much and see so many things and have a lot of fun. Thank you so much to my guest, Martha Rossini Olson. Minnesota Matters returns after this. Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. It was Welcome Week this week at the University of Minnesota as nearly 8,000 first-year and transfer students arrived to the Twin Cities campus. On Wednesday night, they crowded into TCF Bank Stadium to learn about Gopher Athletics. The entire class was welcomed to the U by women's basketball coach Lindsey Whalen, who just retired from the Minnesota Lynx. MNN Sports Director Mike Grimm caught up with Whalen just minutes before she talked to the students. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um... Yeah, they asked me to do it um, a couple days ago, and so I, um, you know, of course said said yes. And um, I don't know what I'll really what my message will be. I think it's just it goes quick, you know. College goes quick, and it's a it's a great time in your life, and and just enjoy it. Um, do your best to have a positive impact on the university, the rest of your classmates, and um, I think if you do that, you'll have a really successful uh, education experience. And this campus is. You know, it's as small or as big as you want to make it. And so just have fun, get to know a lot of people. And, you know, there's to me there's no better place to go to college in the, in the country than right here. And so I'm thankful I got to go to college, and now I'm speaking to them as well. It's pretty cool. When you were a high-profile athlete, how much was student support a part of the success? Yeah, it was good. I think we um, – I think after my sophomore year, I think, I think the students started to take notice, and um, our classmates were really – interested in our games and going to the games and watching you know the run to the final four and so it was really cool when you'd show up to class after a big win on like Monday or Tuesday and they were just as excited and talking about the games uh, as we were so it was really it was cool we had to we had to get some success that first year wasn't so great but once we got some success it was really cool and it was um, yeah it was a really fun feeling it, it brought you kind of back to high school because you know I from Hutch there's we had 200 people in our class so 
even though it was, you know, it's a, it's a big university, but like in your individual classes, the, the, the classmates I had were really supportive. It was really cool. Now you're back on campus for good as the new women's basketball coach. When you drive around campus, do you still get jitters? Like, should I be at class or am I, you know, do I have to study for a test? <laughs> yeah, no, not not so much now. Um, more or less, am I late to a meeting or did I, for, did I get everything I need to do on my to-do list? All those type of things. Um, I still have the jitters and the night, the dreams of I'm getting ready to play in a game and I like can't tie my shoelaces or I forgot my shoes or I have the wrong jersey. I still have all those from no matter what level. It could be college, WNBA, high school. Now I know you can't talk specifics about recruiting, but um, you can talk generally. What's the reception been like when you go out on the recruiting trail? Now one, because it's you and you're of course a big name, but two, as you mentioned, new facilities and kind of that new vibe on campus. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. You know, we want we want players who want to be here and want to play for, for Minnesota. And, and I want it to be a representation of the great talent that we have in the state in women's basketball and in girls' basketball. So I want this to be my, my ultimate goal is to have this be, you know, a showcase for the talent that we have here in Minnesota. Now that obviously we're going to recruit players from all over the country if they're good enough and whatnot because I think there's, there's definitely – a place for everybody here, but um, that's kind of my goal. That's my dream is to, is to have it be a team that's really a sense of pride for the state. And of course, you want to win and go to all the tournaments and do well in the Big Ten. But um, it starts it starts with getting the right people here and setting your culture and setting the tone. And and recruiting is a big part of it. So it's been it's been cool. Like this year was different just because I was playing, but um, now we're kind of. I'm back now, so we're kind of hitting the ground running with all that, for sure. You're a little less than two weeks removed from, well, you're retired for a little less yeah. than two weeks as a player. Yeah. Um, has it sunk in? Is it uh, is it weird? Um, and have you been able to reflect on all the great things you did as a player, both here at the U and, of course, all the success you had in the WNBA with the Lynx? Yeah, um, a little bit. I mean, I, would, I don't know what I would be doing with myself right now if I didn't have this. I'd be going. So I'm, I, I really th thank God I have this to come to because – I'd have such a hard time sitting around and not having something to focus on. So if I was really just retired and I don't know what I would be doing with myself right now, I'd, I'd be probably golfing a lot more, but I, I, that, that probably wouldn't, you know, I'm a competitive person, so I want to do well. And right now it's, it's kind of a perfect time right now. There's some football games. I can kind of get more acclimated to the university. And we, we, we still don't play a game for two months, so I have a lot of time to, you know, get the women back on campus and get to work. But, um, you know, I think after this season I'll have a little more time to reflect too, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. This year was not the way we wanted it to go, but, I, you know, I've had times throughout this year, whether it's the last game in Connecticut or the game, my official last regular season game, and then my last uh, game in the playoffs. I've had a lot, I've had some time, and it's been pretty cool. It's been a, been a fun ride. That's what I just tell people, and it's amazing what you can do when you uh, when you really go for something. And you think about the success for championships. I mean, when you got traded here, I mean, everyone knew that it was going to be a big deal from a, a name perspective and everything. But did you have any idea that you'd uh, have uh, rings on every finger and uh, do what you guys were able to do for this state? Oh, man. I mean, no, not really. Uh, yeah, so about, so I say 20-year career from four years here, then 15, so 19, but um, at a really high level. So a Final Four and then the championships, a couple gold medals. It's been, uh, as I tell people, it's been an unbelievable ride and I'm just so thankful I get to continue it here and I get to continue in a different capacity and now I get to, other people get to run up and down the court. I get to use my knowledge and what I've learned um, 
but other people can kind of do the pounding and the running and all that who are a little younger, a little quicker and all that. So, um, yeah, it's I'm just so thankful I have this opportunity and I'm here. That's Lindsey Whalen and Mike Grimm. Minnesota Matters will return after this. Who might you save? Your mother, your father, your husband, uncle, aunt, son. Learn fast. F-A-S-T. The sudden signs of a stroke and you could save. Your friend, your best friend, teacher, boss, coach. F. Face drooping. A. Arm weakness. S. Speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911. F-A-S-T. Face, arm, speech, time. That's F. Face drooping. A. Arm weakness. S. Speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911. The sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in the recovery of... Your neighbor, the waiter, a fellow shopper, a total stranger, grandmother, grandfather. So learn F-A-S-T, the sudden signs of a stroke, then pass it on, because you never know who might save you. Your wife, your colleague, teammate, mother. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. A little girl from Princeton received a pretty special letter from Santa in July, making her even more of a believer. MN's Tasha Radel has the story. Six-year-old Cece Patnode from Princeton got a pretty special letter from the North Pole this summer. It all started after she visited a zoo in Little Falls with her grandparents. By the end of the visit, Cece was wanting a pet pig for Christmas. Here with the rest of the story is Cece's mom, Mary Patnode. Being that it was in July, I said, you know, Santa's probably starting to, you know, watch, keep an eye on all the little boys and girls and... Um, you know, maybe when, when we go and visit Santa before Christmas that you could ask him. And she's, she's nervous around, um, especially around, you know, Santa or any type of characters like that. She gets really shy. Um, so I think in her head, she's like, you know, I'm just going to write him a letter instead, and I'm going to do it right now. So she drew him a picture and um, wrote on there, Dear Santa, asking for this baby pig with a picture and... Um, she threw a little comment on there that said, P.S., Mom and Dad said it was okay. Which Dad said, I don't remember saying that. <laughs> I love it. How old is yeah. she? I forgot to ask that. She is six. Six, okay. And so she wrote this letter, uh, supposedly got you guys' permission, and she was pretty determined to get this in the mail, I understand. Yes, yep. So she said, Mom, I need a stamp. And she found an envelope, and I said, well, we don't have any stamps. And sure enough, a stamp, like, appeared. I mean, it, my, my son found one for her in one of our, probably one of our junk drawers. And she's like, nope, I got a stamp. And so her and Jake is my oldest. And they walked down to the mailbox and put it in there and put the flag up. And and I was just hoping that our mailman, our mail carrier, would take the letter. I just thought, if he takes it, perfect. You know, then we can... Just forget about it, maybe. Because <laughs> you December, and she'll be on the back to baby dolls. Because you know that she was probably determined to go back and check that mailbox. I'm guessing. Yes, I knew she would check right away the next day. Okay. If it was gone, and I just thought, you know, I'm just going to let it. I'm just going to let it ride and and see what happens. And and sure enough, it was gone. And the story doesn't end there, which I love. Can you tell us a little bit about the the days to come? Yeah. So then, you know, in. She just did not forget about it. And I thought, you know, once the letter was gone, 
you know, wouldn't be brought up again. And she thought, she said to me one night, so mom, do you think uh, the mailman stopped? Did you think he pulled over to take a nap? Because you know, it's a long way to deliver that metal or that letter to the North Pole. And I said, you know, I don't know. I said, maybe it went on a plane. And so, you know, every day, you know, do you think you got it? Do you think you got it? And I thought, she's really into this. So then it was about a week later and, um, I got a call at work from Jake, my oldest son, he's 13, and he said, Mom, he said, Cece got a letter back from Santa today. And I said, what? That is pretty cool. So then, you know, they went over it, and then he had said that, she's like, well, Cece's crying. And I didn't put this on my story on Facebook. I said, well, she's crying. He said, yes, because so this letter was, you know, it was it said Cece at the top and dear Celia, and it was just, it was the coolest letter, you know, what, what Santa and Mrs. Claus are doing, and the elves have been busy, and, and they said they understood she would want this baby pig for Christmas, and they would see what they could do, and that they were really impressed with her behavior. It was so personal and really cool, and then it was signed Santa, and then at the end it said P.S., and it was a joke about that, you know, real a real pig might be tough to get because they make such a mess in the sleigh. Oh, <laughs> so she was, you know, and I thought that was so cute. And she just so then she's like, well, it sounds like I'm not getting a pig then. If they make a mess in the sleigh, I'm not getting a pig. And so then I came home and I said, you know what, Cece? I said, the funny thing is that I got an email today from Santa and he wanted me to make sure and let him know when we decide to build a barn that would keep a pig warm. I wonder why he would ask me that or want to know that information. And so then, you know, then she just had a big smile on her face. Right. It, it kept her hopes up. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So she just, you know, I got this letter from Santa. She just, and she carried that letter with her. It's still, she's very protective over that letter still today. So I understand you reached out to family and friends to see if they had wrote the letter to Cece, but in the end, it's looking like uh, your local letter carrier may be the one behind it. So Mary, it didn't end there, I understand. I get another call, a very similar call. I was at work again, and Jake said, Mom, Cece got something in the mail today, and it was a package, and it was it was from Amazon, but it was addressed to Cece with our address, and you could tell it had been mailed, and then with a marker on the front of it, it said, from Santa. Oh. so Jake just called me, and he said, can, can she open it? And I said, yes, absolutely. It's for her. Have her open it. Jake was just giggling. He said, you won't believe it. He said, it's a baby stuffed pig. <laughs> And so I said, send me pictures. And she just was ear to ear, had this huge smile on her face. And she ended up naming this pig Penny. And that pig has not left her side. That pig sleeps with her every night. It comes in our vehicle. It Everywhere she goes, this pig comes with her. Do you know the letter carrier? Is this just all anonymous? It's all anonymous. I don't know if it was our post office or if it was our, our postal carrier. I am going to find out. Um, she's working on a thank you card right now. So we're going to put a thank you card to Santa and, you know, we'll put it in our mailbox and she wants to send hot chocolate. So <laughs> we might put a caribou gift card in there. Um, I go to work. I stop at our post office a lot. So I plan on stopping in there and, and getting the real story behind it. But whoever it was, I mean, whether it was our mailman. I, I think it was kind of all of them. I thought they thought, you know, we're going to we get this letter in July from this little girl. Let's have some fun with us. What a great story. Christmas in July. It made me a believer. That's for sure. 
Thanks again to my guest, Mary Patnode out of Princeton. Back to you, Scott. Thank you, Tasha. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you for listening, and please tune in again next week for Minnesota Matters on this MNN station. Thank you.